sexual assault crimes against women have only escalated. She was being tortured, beaten, savaged by her husband over dowry demands. A 15-year-old girl gang raped by 29 people. A woman is killed by her partner in every two and a half days. A six-year-old child was found dead. You are listening to the season two of Make a Change. Let's drive to more unashamed conversations. Hosted by Ishwara Gupta. Hope you are all in the best of your health and spirits. So continuing with the second episode of this show, I have a little surprise for you all. An amazing guest with all her charisma is here with us today to set the aura. She's a singer, songwriter, and now author based in Melbourne, Australia. She had her original songs placed in some Australia's best love TV shows that play around the world. She is no other than Connie Lansberg. Welcome Connie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. So before moving towards an interesting chit chat with Bonnie and to get all our answers, first let me introduce you all with today's theme for the episode. So it is an undiscussed issue, which is really common among us, especially females. It is a problem which do not comes under the category of an issue in our verbal languages. It is a term used for a situation in which one estimates as being less than someone or place oneself too low or underrated. In a regular language, we call it underestimation. We will soon start the conversation on this. But let's know a bit more about Connie and her journey to become a singer. So Connie. My first question to you is how you started off your career and when you thought that you want to choose singing as your career. You know, I fell into singing quite by accident. I had always sung as a kid, like at church, you know how kids sing at church. And I used to play the guitar and sing hymns in front of the church. But that was never my idea. I wanted to be an actress. I was, and I was an actress. I did acting. I went to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts and in London at, before I came to Australia. And let me think, how did I start singing? Uh, I just, someone asked me to do backup in a band, to sing backup, and I quite liked that. I think I had always written songs and I was started writing songs for them. And then somehow I I started taking some singing lessons so I could get better at what I was doing. And the singing teacher said, oh, you're a jazz singer. I said, no, I'm not. I don't know anything about jazz. And he said, no, you are. I said, why? He said, because you can't sing on the beat. And I thought, oh gosh, all right then. So he gave me a jazz song to sing and it was like, oh, this is beautiful. And I could remember all the words and the melody was beautiful. And that's how, then someone asked me to do a song in a big band. And that was like crazy. The sound was just so big. And I sang all of me and I thought, oh, that must've been terrible. 
but we recorded it and afterwards it was like no that really suits you and so off i went because melbourne has a fantastic jazz community of just very talented musicians and so it was about convincing them to play with me who knew nothing i knew nothing i i had to learn on the job i had to learn a lot of songs i had to learn how jazz works how um you have to always know where you are in the song because the musicians improvise over the chords it was it was tough it was hard work and now i'm i now am at the point where i play with the very best people in australia so it was a journey it wasn't an overnight thing I still work really hard on my singing. I practice nearly every day. And it's it's not something you can let slide. You know, you have to practice, you have to stay on top of it. But it's I'm at the point where I can create my own gigs with fantastic people, get a great audience. And so it's really fun. <laughs> Although it was very hard work to start. So uh, we can say that it was a nice accident. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I had not intended. I, I, but you know what? With acting, you first of all, I'm. I was born in America, and I did my acting training in London. I just didn't kind of fit in the acting in Australia. That Australian accent is really heavy. You know, it's a really, and they have a certain energy about them that I don't have. Like my energy is probably more American. You know, sort of a bit more up so it was it didn't go as well as it should you know i mean i'm still a good actor but it just i just didn't fit in and also with acting you have to sit around and wait for someone to choose you whereas in singing i'm really designed to be on stage i'm designed to perform for people whether it's acting or singing or speaking it doesn't matter so it was a lot more quick like i could just get up and sing for people and so that that kind of took over and the acting went by the wayside because singing was just a lot more fun and working with musicians is fantastic and writing songs and recording them with great jazz artists is you know i mean it's just fun if for me it has to be fun everything has to be fun hard work hard work gets you to the fun <laughs> that's that's what people, you can't start with the fun. You have to do the hard work. But if you do, you know you're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, so right. Like, if you start working hard and, like, in your interest and in your profession, then you are just doing wonders. So, as this is not a stable profession, what advice will you give to those females out there in the world who want to pursue this particular field as a career? Okay, well, that's an interesting question because I also, during, when I was researching my book, it's a three-part fantasy series, the first and second book are written, but I was researching the third book because I kind of wanted to bring the concept of karma into this fantasy story, and I found a healing modality called soul realignment and what that teaches you to do is read energy work with energy interpret energy and find out who how you're designed at soul level and the thing is if you 
it doesn't matter what you want, not at all. Like the universe does not care what you want. You can have it if it's in, like if you've got the bandwidth and the energy to do it, but it has to be in alignment with your soul. It has to be in alignment with how you are designed. I am designed for divine communication. That's my gift. But I also come from a soul group that are tasked with like being in front of people and holding energy for them. So being on the stage, I can handle a lot of people watching me and I can hold that space for them and they can let their troubles go and they can let their energy be raised. And it doesn't, it doesn't do you know, it doesn't harm me at all. It doesn't make me anxious. Like when I'm on stage, I'm home, I'm at home. And so the thing is you first, you kind of have to have a strong desire for whatever it is you want to do. Then you have to put effort, not struggle, effort. You need to make an effort becoming a student learning until you get to mastery that is a long process if you don't if you just have some idea oh i want to be a singer why do you want to be a singer what is the feeling that comes with being a singer have you got any talent any immediate talent because skill is can always be learned but there has to be it kind of has to be a certain way that you're built that at least part of it comes easily. And then mastery is the thing you work at. So it, yeah, that it's effort yeah. into mastery. And that's, you just cannot get away from doing the work it takes. And it also has to be in alignment. Like I know why acting didn't work for me. I wasn't writing the words. As a five, divine communication, I have to be the one writing the words. Then it will work. So I do a lot of original songs inside my jazz gigs where people are expecting jazz standards. And I throw all, like half the gig is my songs. And they kind of don't notice the difference. They don't, they, they enjoy it because that's the energy that's, in alignment with me and so it all works so it'd be very it's be very interesting to find i know there's people in india that do soul realignment i i they're all over the world yeah just um, to know who you are all level is a really interesting and then it's massive it's all about energy it's all about how you're designed you know it's so but you can do anything if you really want to do it you will take the steps and you'll have it's Okay, for me, fun is my heart's desire. In this world, I need to be having fun. Even, even if it's work, it's, it's kind of fun because you kind of know, you know where it's leading. And so like writing a book, it's long, it's kind of hard. You have to do a lot of thinking, but geez, it's fun. It's really fun because it comes to the point, you know, your characters start telling you where the story's going and then magic happens. And then you just know you're getting help from, you know, the other side, things are coming through. So if, but if you're, okay, that's my thing. So 
everything I do has to it somewhere along the line align with fun. But, you know, divine wisdom, number eight, divine power, you know, divine power means that what you do empowers you, not disempowers you, and then it'll work. Um, doing good, you know, for other people, that's power. Being able to get things done is power. And if you're working under someone and your gift is divine power, it's not going to go so well. You see, so learning who you are at soul level and try and running your life along that really opens up the doors for just miracles because it's not, it's really just energy. Wow, what wonderful ideas. Like, wow. So like the thing that you said that you need to put effort and not struggle. And that will only, for according to me, that will only come when you have, you will have that interest within that profession, that within that particular field. And you are doing that thing willingly instead of like someone is forcing you to do that stuff. So yeah, yeah. interest is necessary to put the effort instead of struggling. That's the best thing. Yeah, it's a bit like people just, if hard work, struggle, not hard work, because you can work hard and make an effort at it. Take the effort. I mean, it takes effort to stand up and walk across the room. Do you know what I mean? But it's not a struggle. You, you have to, if your hard work is a very bad energy, if you're struggling, if you find yourself struggling and you're anxious and you're tearing your hair out, you need to stop right then and there and think, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Is it re resonating with my heart's desire of being powerful? You know, no, it doesn't. I feel so disempowered. I don't know what I'm doing. You've got to sometimes think, if you succeeded at this, what would it make you feel? And could I feel that way doing something else? What else would make me feel like that? Because people don't realize they're going for a feeling, a resonance. They're not actually going for the job. That is why you have to be kind of designed to do the job you're doing. And you have to have a little bit of talent to start with, a little bit of talent. Because, you know, effort into mastery that can, you know, anybody can do that with a small amount of talent and and it often makes you a nicer person <laughs> when you when you've had to put a lot of effort into something turn it into mastery and you know um the, you you really appreciate it like you see your progress you appreciate it you know and sometimes very talented people don't do the work needed right and and then they only stay at a certain point or they don't really have the joy that's needed for, you know, talent without joy is, is worthless. You know, you have to have a certain aptitude and then you put the effort in until you've got mastery and then you share, you know, that's or you learn on the job. Anyway, you have to go towards mastering it. And that in itself is a great reward. Absolutely. And like to have that mastery in that particular field, you always need to have that interest because if you want to struggle, then you are obviously doing the hard work. If you're doing the hard work, you are struggling. And that is just because you don't have that interest, you are doing forcefully. If you want to just uh, 
pursue it and if you want to enjoy it, if you want to make an effort instead of struggle, time to us is very necessary. So yeah, so as a feedback, where you don't find yeah. much diversity, was there any situations where you felt dominated? If yes, then can you share some experiences with us? Yes, yes. When I first started, I'd come from, I actually first started in kind of a, a singer songwriter thing doing like Linda Ronstadt, Carol King. It wasn't jazz, but, but so we had sort of set amount of bars where the boys played, they played one verse and then I sang again. So in jazz, it's quite different. You, you, the singer sings the song, then the boys start or the girls start um, improvising over those chord changes, 32 bars say. And so I didn't, nobody quite told me that when I first started, I just learned the song and then sang it. And then I waited eight bars and I came in again. Of course it was terrible, I was wrong. <laughs> I really had to learn on the job kind of because people sort of threw me into the deep end. Being, being of, um, the star, the soul group that's um, for being on the stage, people kind of automatically think I know what I'm doing because I'm so comfortable on the stage and often I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, so I can remember I was at a gig and I asked a Hammond player, you know, that a Hammond organ player to come and do the gig. And he was a guy who didn't think I deserved to be there. But he took the gig. He said yes to doing the gig, but he didn't like me. He didn't think I knew what I was doing or anything. So what he did, he started playing no chords, nothing to suggest where I was in the song. He started playing really low down on the organ so that it was not, you know, you need an accompaniment. That's what the piano or the Hammond does or the guitar. They play you the chords you know what the melody is, it goes together. So when somebody goes in and plays something that's not discernible, you can't bounce off it. You basically are trying to sing against something that isn't going with what you're doing. It was horrible. It, and I walked off the stage and I said, obviously you don't wanna play with me. So you do it, you do the gig. So he was trying to humiliate, humiliate me in front of the crowd. I've had other guys, other jazz guys, try to like really dominate me on the stage, humiliate me. And you just have to learn to just quickly flick them away, get rid of them. Don't ever, you know, you never ask them to play with you again. And so it, there was some, quite a lot of trauma. Jazz people work very hard at what they do. You, to be a great jazz player, you have to do as much study as any doctor. So they, they are very accomplished people who have worked a lot at what they're doing. And I waltzed in, you know, someone who's quite natural on the stage, who the audience likes, but they were like, what the hell are you doing here? Well, who are you? And so they tried to mess me up. So yeah, there was, yeah, it's quite a, it was quite traumatic at the beginning, but I stuck with it. Yeah, it, it usually happens in these professions where it's much like there's, where you find much diversity of men as compared to females. And they usually dominate us 
because they think that uh, they are more superior than us and it happens actually it happens everywhere in every profession like you were there you were having you were having fun you were controlling everything you were the only female there uh, singing the gig which yep. you said but they were they uh, underestimated you and they said that oh we cannot do that we are here we will do because you were just um setting that aura that charisma that they were not able to handle so that yes. happened the self esteem and ego thing that came in between look it's really especially i mean it happens everywhere i you're right i can i don't understand it what's wrong with men <laughs> like you know women are fantastic it's really a man's it's ego and fear in a man i don't know what they're so scared of to tell you the truth but um i mean i i've been subject to that but i quickly dismiss them and the thing is i make my i'm i'm the band leader you know i'm just not going to hire you again it's like why did you take the gig why did you do that the one um few years ago i had a very cranky piano player who was good but he didn't like my drummer and he, i brought in a bass player for one gig and somehow he ended up staying and i posted a video of it of us doing a gig and he said oh take that down and i thought i said oh so you'll take my money you'll play the gig but you're embarrassed to be seen with us what's that and i fired him on the spot so <laughs> you just i i'm not sure what it takes look at look yeah energetically you would have to go in and look at why these people what look okay women have to realize human beings have to realize nothing's real now this is the concept that everything that's playing out in front of you is a movie to show you what you believe so if you have trouble with men trying to dominate you you have a belief that men dominate you. Now, I don't have that belief and men do not dominate me. They can't do what I do. They can't write what I write. They can't write the songs I write. When I'm in the studio, I'm running the show with all these fantastic musicians, but I'm still the producer of it. So, because I don't have a belief in that, I'm very secure in the talent I have. It's mine, it's, it's there when I need it. Uh, but if people understood that nothing is being done to them, it's being done for them. So to show them what they're believing. And if you say to yourself, wow, all these men are trying to dominate me. They're being ego driven. They're, what are you believing? You're, you're showing yourself a movie of what you believe. How can you change your belief? That's what it is. It's never. That's power, my friend. You are power. That's power. Women just need to know, wow, look what I'm believing. Wow. And then change your belief, however you need to, whether it's healing or meditation or just singing a song out loud, you need to change the belief and the movie will change in front of you. Men will stop. Okay. It's all. <laughs> yeah. There's... <laughs> 
no complaints. Sorry. I just, you, this is what human beings have to learn that they're just showing them. You have to just like women and females, they don't have to just sit in a corner and be traumatized. They don't have to cry about things that happened with them. They have to fight back for it. You are, you are not here sitting and you don't have to wait for a chance to come. You don't have to wait someone to serve you or something. You have to make your own space. You have to stand out in the crowd. You have to not underestimate yourself, most importantly. And you have to not tell, like you have to not accept that what others are telling, especially males, that you are uh, good for this or you are good for this or you're good for nothing. It's up to you, man. No. It's your belief. That's well, so true. Exactly. But the, it's also like, okay, I guess if you don't have a soul realignment practitioner and you don't know who you are at soul level and what your special gift is or where the soul group you come from, you're, you can still do this. All you, What is true for you? And that is your birthright. What is true for you? And that that does not have to be true for anyone else. But if you know it's true for you, because truth resonates in a certain way, you, you know you're not kidding yourself. You want to do something a certain way because it's coming right from you. That's it. That's how you lead your life. The other thing is get out of obligation. That is the That frees up energy for you and your creations quicker than anything. How hard is that, though, to get out of obligation? Not responsibilities, obligations. There's a big difference. Like if we have children, we're responsible for them. We have to raise them, feed them, take care of them, teach them, right? But you do not have to go over to your mother-in-law's house every Sunday for dinner just because she wants you to. Do you see what I mean? That's the difference. That's an obligation. I don't want to. I want to spend time. I want to watch Netflix on Sunday. There's a, you know, that's my only time off. This is the, that's hard, but it's, it's, it's not hard to do, but it's hard to make yourself do it. So getting out of obligation is the quickest way to get more energy for yourself to create because we are creator beings. We're here to create stuff from nothing a song, a, a poem, a painting, a, the perfectly cooked dish, the perfect cake, the perfect flower. Do you know what I mean? We are here to create and we're here to do it the way we want to do it, not the way someone else does it. Now, this is where if you really want to become masterful and you want to create something, you do learn techniques. That's the effort. You do see how other people are doing it and take what you need and you keep working on it till you've mastered it but yeah like it's yeah. so right like do whatever you want don't let people tell you what you want to do like it's your life yeah you have to do it yourself well people have to realize like just think i'm here all by myself this is just a movie i'm showing myself all these people my family Everything is a movie I'm beaming out and it's playing out around me. Why would I listen to a movie? Why would I do that? I'm the one creating the movie. Just change, change the script, cut the actors out if you don't want them. It's quite remarkable if people realize they are 100% responsible for everything that's going on around them. I mean, it gets intricate. I mean, there's so much study on this and 
pretty soon, I think the idea of how energy works with human beings and vibration and how we actually do create from nothing is going to get more and more into the into the public arena. Right now, people think it's woo-woo or new age. It's not new age. It's science. It's physics. It's discernible. It's you know, I, I know how to test up if I'm in alignment with a venue and then I go to that venue and I say, I want to do this in your venue. I'm going to sell the tickets. You sell it. Well, and boom, I can make a 13 week run of sold out shows, which I just did off because I knew this person and this venue was in alignment with me, but I didn't know that was going to happen. I just wanted him to say, yes, come and play here in this beautiful hotel which I was expecting maybe I, between the two of us, we could get 30 people. But everything I did, all the advertising, everything was in alignment because I know how to test that up. We were getting 90 people. And this was in between when Melbourne was locked down completely. So it's, it's look, it's really difficult, but all trauma that we experience is for us, not to us. It's showing us if we're creating trauma in our lives, it's showing us what we believe and what we need to heal. And we can take our power back. That is how you become powerful, by knowing it's not being done to you, it's being done for you. We, and women have the ability to be far more powerful in these thoughts than men, actually. We're much more open to this kind of thing. We do have a superpower, it's called instincts. Yeah. So right, like you have so many superpowers, instincts, that inner voice that you have inside you is that just amazing. You have to just use it. Don't underestimate yourself. Just go with the flow and don't ever let that let people tell you what you have to do in your life because it's your life, it's your choice. Hmm. I mean, that's for a parent to tell a child you need to do this is just wrong it's wrong it's just wrong that's putting you in obligation and the, the phrase is no i'm sorry that doesn't work for me so that's how you get out of obligation i'm sorry that doesn't work for me no <laughs> and it's polite and it's to the point there's your phrase no i'm sorry that doesn't work for me but you go ahead. Yeah. Like you don't you don't need someone to tell you what you have to do. Okay. And that's the biggest thing that you want to understand. The thing is the people which are traumatizing you, you have to learn from the things. You have to learn to bear the pain and you have to convert that pain, that trauma into the power because you are strong. Yes, but oh, pain, pain. What is pain? Pain is emotion that isn't getting processed, okay? Pain is taking what they're doing to you, and I put that in quotations, personally. This, this takes a lot of mental discipline. This is why most people don't go down this path. It actually takes a huge amount of discipline to step away and go, wait a minute. They're not doing this personally. They're doing this because they're in pain and it's being put onto me. 
even if it seems personal, it's not. It's about them. When someone causes you pain, it's usually inadvertently, like they do something and your feelings are hurt and all that stuff. But they did it because of a problem inside them. This is really hard to divorce yourself from their actions and how that made you feel. And this is the new discipline that we're all gonna have to learn. And you're young. If you can learn this now, your life will be incredibly powerful because no one's doing anything to you. And maybe if that's all you say, you know, someone's horrible to you and you stand back and you say, they're not doing that to me. They're doing it for me. Why? What do I need? Why are they doing this for me? What do I need to see about myself? You know, and, and wow, power is when you become immune to other people's bullshit. That's what power is, immunity. But, but by all means, feel stuff. Because if you let, you try to clamp down on feelings, that's when it gets stuck in your body. And that's when you'll start running movies that try to help you clear that up. Oh my, it's complicated, but it's, it's complicated, but it's really simple too. It's just going to take probably a couple of generations for people to learn this, how this operates. It's, it's just, it's all energy. Energy creates stuff. And if we learn to use energy properly, we are going to be the powerful creators of our own existence. Every woman on the planet has this power. Yeah. We are not powerless beings. And it's high time now. You have to understand, like all the females out there have to understand their value. You have to not let anyone control your emotions. You have to not uh, give that control of that remote of remote control of your emotions to anyone. Because that control only you have. You have to not get traumatized oh. because someone is making you traumatized. You have to just develop. Yeah, no one's making you. Yeah, it's like you've got to immediately click over. Oh, that hurt. But wait a minute. They, this is their problem. They're showing me something about them. It's not about me. It feels like it's about me. It's not. And just start raising your voice. You have to not just sit silent and develop those things in you. And you have to not just ignore the stuff. You have to take an action. And action is very necessary to let the people know that, that that he or she was wrong. We came across your most recent original music project, Alone With Bees, where you performed your songs written especially for the perfect dare. This is your first novel. Can you tell us more about it, like the novel and the movie? Sure. Um, I've been writing movies, like learning the craft of writing movies for quite a while. It's a probably one of the more difficult things only because there's so much money involved in making movies and so you just everything has to be perfect 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 and I'm just a, but I write the movies first because it gives me a great outline in fact I was only ever going to write movies I was never going to write a book but I had a manager who said look you need to write a book that's what people are doing now and I thought what oh my god I don't want to write a book but I did I sat down and took it but then that took at least five years 
like I don't have her anymore. She's not my manager anymore. But but she wanted like me to just throw something together. And since I've learned that I'm a words person, words are my thing. I couldn't just throw it together. I had to really sit and learn how to write a book. So I did do that. And um, then I got a publishing deal for three books. So I wrote the movie first. Then I wrote the book. Then I wrote the second movie. Then I wrote the second book. And I haven't written the third movie yet or book. And then I wrote, with the movie, I wrote the album. So it just all goes together, um, The Perfect Tear. And it's the book. And it's about an orphan who, it's it's set in a past time. And then it connects the like the 12th dimension. So it goes between dimensions. It's an interdimensional story of a being who wants to steal all the music from humans because they don't understand that it's a creation language. And there's a young girl who dreams of a life outside the Abbey where she's kind of trapped. The world's full of sinkholes. Things are going bad. And she has to find a crystal that contains the vibration that will set her world right again. But if he finds it first, he wins and everything's gone. So it's an adventure story, but it's all about girls being smart and having, they don't have the ability to fight physically. They have to use their brains and they have to use what skills they have to go through a world that's falling apart, you know, beneath their feet. So it's quite an adventure. And the music is just sort of, it is about like their unenlightened state and then their enlightened state. And it's really just kind of pop songs played by great jazz artists. So quite an interesting little thing. <laughs> Incredible. Like in the real life also it happens that we females are not strong, like we are not as strong as strength as compared to males, but we are more stronger, like spiritually and mentally than males. Yes. We have that thing. Mm, absolutely. I, I mean, I know, I understand that like in your part of the world, it it's a real, it is a problem because of socialization. And that takes a long time to change. And I mean, it's happening in America and Australia with the Me Too movement of women standing up and say, I will not be treated like that. You cannot treat me like that. But it's going to take longer for that to get around the world where the patriarch has been in charge for so long. And, you know, there's it's interesting because there's no religion that says to treat women like that. No religion at all. You know, it's like women hold up half the sky. And so it's quite foolish <laughs> to not utilize each human being for their uniqueness. To, to want to dismiss someone for being a woman is foolish to the utmost. Foolish. You know, each person is a person with their own unique makeup who has a gift to offer in a way that no one else can offer. Each person is that, you know, and who cares if they're male or female. If you're using your gifts, if you are being really true to yourself, 
that is where the power comes in. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so true that power comes in when you treat your gifts Hmm. as a reality. You have to uh, you have to just search in yourself that what are your capabilities, what are your inner things, what are your inner beauties, and what are the things that makes you stand out in the public. You have to treat it. You have to search it out, and you have to uh, be thankful for that. Hmm. Be just being you. is what makes you stand out. And I mean, I don't know if we want to stand out. We want, we might want our creations to be noticed. What we, and we certainly want, you know, we like having validation, but you know, the reason I, the way I'm writing music now is, and the way, I, and the way I wrote the books and the ideas that I had, I, it was for me to see what was inside of me. and to get it outside of me. And I wasn't judging it against anybody else's stories, anybody else's songs, anybody else's ideas. You know, I have a lifetime of things that have gone inside of me and then somehow I would draw on all those things plus whatever muse I have, you know, my guides from the other side putting things through me. So it was more an experiment of being utterly true to myself. Like I didn't write a word or a note that I didn't want to write or tried to be commercial or anything at all. And I am, that was the goal. That was the, that was the task I set myself, not to be influenced by anything just to see what was inside me and what would come out. And it just happened that like, because of the fellas I work with and the, the pianist and stuff are just so good that, it, you know, the music just turned out to be beautiful. It's not commercial. Like, I don't think anybody knows what to do with it or where to play it except on Spotify. All right. It does get onto the Spotify official playlists, I must admit, which is very gratifying, but um, it's not, doesn't sound like anything else it's singable and yet deep the music is deep so it's just that's what our goal is just to see what's inside you on any level for anything and bring it out because that is your gift for other people that is how you show people how you're made and who you are and we each are unique we don't need to do anything to be unique we already are unique we just then should present our creations to each other that's what it's about it's like just showing here look what i made here look what i made oh look what i made we all go oh that's beautiful i could never have made that you know what i mean that's what we're here to do create yeah it's all about you like that thing everyone is special everyone have their unique abilities and the capabilities to do things they have the things which other people cannot do they have their own work yeah. they have their own creativity they have their own charisma that we cherish and uh, it's the thing that you should also cherish like everyone mm. is unique how everyone is special and yeah. that makes you you so yes. don't ever compare yourself with anyone else because you yeah. are unique and you are obviously the one that is standing out in the world that is making you you yes and when you 
you know, not everybody's going to understand the thing you create. Not everybody's going to relate to the thing you create or how you're made. And that's fine too, because you will, you, the, just being true to yourself is an energy that cannot be denied. And it may take more effort and more mastery than some other things or other people. But as long as you're creating, you are doing what you're here to do. And so good on you. <laughs> Basically, you're doing it. You're being a professional human being if you're if you're here creating, you know, women, especially there's a thing they can do. Women need to learn to be alone and be very happy with their own company. And they need to learn to do that young. If as a young woman, you can learn to be alone and have a really kind of satisfying existence and enjoy your own company, that that is the strong, that's another strong power human beings have, especially women, you know? Follow your instincts and learn to be alone. And then everybody is, you can take them or leave them. There's nobody you need. And that's a beautiful thing because it means when someone's with you, you want them. You don't need them. That's power too. That is so true. Like you don't have to find others company to make you feel happy. You have, you'll have to learn to enjoy yourself. You have to learn to enjoy your own company to be yourself because uh, just as all people that like have the right to a name and a number of single card there's also a hallmark of your personality. You have to make an effort to find yourself. You were born in a particular household. You have your own abilities, abilities. And learning to be yourself is essential to your personal development. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, the thing is, there really isn't anybody that can make you happy. You have to know you're enough. You have to like your own company. You have to make yourself happy. How do you think, you, how can you make anybody happy if you're not happy? They can, and sure nobody do. can make you happy if you're not going to be happy. You have to find that balance yourself. And usually it's creating something and really trying to get the best out of yourself that makes you happy. You know, because when you're doing your best and if your best doesn't quite make it, that's okay. The idea is you're doing your best and then you think, hmm, that best didn't get me where I wanted to go. But if I got that far and I do a bit more work and I do a bit more study and I do a bit more application, then I could get here. You see? And that way you're always in charge. You've always got the power. And that's what women need to understand, that how powerful they are. Rightly said. Like we people have wasted much of their lives, like much of our lives trying to please others. Oh. But when there is internal imbalance, you can never be happy and a voice of concern will be clamoring for a change. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, you are a live inspiration to those women in the world who underestimate themselves. They think oh. that they are not capable enough to do certain tasks, but that is not the real truth. They just yes. ignore the potential. So what yes. are your views on the same? The, uh, look, it's, it's the human condition thinking you're not enough. But we're born enough. We're born enough. 
we are enough. And your job is to be you. That is what you're here to do. And that means you've got to be brave. That is one thing. You need to be brave and be you. And you'll, you have to practice being you. And the best way to do that is get out of obligation. Don't do things that make you feel obligated, that, which is very different from responsibilities. When something, you know, you can't, you can't just throw your job away. Oh, I'm going to be an artist. And then not be able to pay your bills. That's not responsible. But like, as the saying, hanging out with people you don't want to hang out with, going places you don't want to go, doing things that don't bring you any joy at all. Those are the things that if you stop, right away you're going to have a, a surfeit of energy to use in creating what you do want, in doing what you do want to do. And you've got to practice it. You know, women have to be rebels and say no. No, I'm sorry. That doesn't work for me. Just remember that saying, no, I'm sorry. That doesn't work for me. That's polite. It's being very clear that that's just not a thing I want to do. You're And you're allowed. You're allowed to not want to do it. That's what women need to understand. And when, if you learn to be alone, it all, it's like stepping stones. When you when you learn to be alone and realize that happiness comes from knowing yourself and, and doing actions that make you feel good about yourself, that you won't be scared to say no to people. And you'll say it with love. You know, it's said with love. No, I'm sorry. That doesn't work for me. You're saying that's really not good energy. And I don't want to engage in, in, not in not good energy, right? So you're allowed. That's what women especially need to know. Learn to be alone or at least have a long time where you are, you discover who you are, follow your instincts. They're your bloody superpower, that is. You know, yeah. and learn to use your energy and create. And the other thing is just realize mastery of your emotions, meaning immune to people trying to hurt you because they're not really, it's their hurt and they're just externalizing that and putting it on you. It's never personal, ever. And to know that is really like quite amazing. Because the thing is, when you think about it, if somebody really, you knew they actually were trying to hurt you, they were trying to hurt your feelings, you, you probably, your feelings probably wouldn't be hurt because you'd think, Oh, stop it. You know, what are you doing? It's when they, it's when it's accidental that when people, you think they don't realize it and that's just how they feel and that hurts. No, nah, that's, there's a, there's a lot, you know, they don't teach us this stuff when we're kids, do they? But it's just so, it's like how to be human. Like there's no classes in that, is there? <laughs> so, so we're, I'm trying to help people learn how to be human and what that means and become, take their power back because we are all the powerful creators of our own existence. And when we learn to take full responsibility for that, the world opens up. Absolutely. And for that, the thing which you said that take time for yourself, yes, absolutely. You have to take a time that is called me time. Yes, that is very necessary to make yourself happy. Like according yeah. to me, I think that to succeed, Confidence matters as much as competence. But the sad truth is that women 
are underconfident like we women have always kept our heads down and played by the rules i can say ignoring our capabilities and interests like the fear of not being good enough sounds rather similar to the fear of failure to us i think uh we have all fla- failed at one thing or another i myself fail at things every day i'm starting to think that recognizing that failure is a part of growth isn't good enough anymore the two Failure is, a, in that no, failure. failure is an illusion. No, fa- no, no. Failure is just a signpost that you're just not on the right track yet. Failure is simply a result of an action you took. And therefore, you all you say is, oh, that's not the right action. I need another action. Now, this is a, like in soul realignment. This is so like this is level five or six. We're at at this point. But um <laughs> In layman's terms, you just didn't get the result you wanted. And therefore, you need a new action. And you just experiment. What action got the result I wanted? What action did I take that almost got me there but didn't? And what action got me the result I didn't want? Take The word failure is ridiculous. It just means you didn't take the right action. That's it. Take the emotion yes. out of it. It's it. You, at least you took an action. You moved some energy and you got a result. Good. You just didn't get the result you wanted. Means you need a new action. Means you have to go inside and think. What did I really want to do? That did was I happy? Did it resonate to whatever I desire, which is fun or power or peace or security or any of those things? You know, if you decide what your heart wants to feel in this world, like for me, it's fun. If I do actions that don't have some fun in it, I'm going to use your word, fail. I have to do things that are fun or knowing what I'm doing is gaining the skill to have even more fun. Do you know what I mean? It's like, so failure is just not a word that you should attach bad feelings to it's just you didn't get the result so you need a new action so instead right i don't ever have to do that again because it didn't work i need something new i need to try something else so it makes people clever it makes people have to rethink it makes people have to create new actions it's a very creative process so failure is part of it failure is just saying no that's not the right path need a new path, need a new action. So Yeah, like failure is just like the word which is used as the, you know, stepping stones to the other side of a brimming river that is life. Like yeah. failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue the counts. Like yeah. you have, you give you the, it give you the real joy and happiness of success. Yes, yes. You. It's It's just a matter of choices. Did you make the right, did you take the right action or didn't you? Now, Sometimes we're just not going to know until we take the action. And then we go, nope, not on the right track. The universe is very kind to us. It tells us very quickly whether we are on the right path or not. So That's, true. It, yeah. only, uh, it only tells us our drawbacks and we just learn from our mistakes so that we can, we are, we can be the better version of ourselves. Yeah. It's like nobody should get, at least you're doing something. That's yay. You know, that's what's good. You some people don't do anything. They're so afraid to fail. They don't do anything. That's the failure. 
the failure is not doing anything yeah that is the thing which have in our mind that we have to just ignore and co come through that yeah yes so what do you think are the keys to breaking through the fear of the unfamiliar like when it comes to underestimating your abilities oh look okay here's another thing that i know and i've been studying this we all have a certain capacity to get out of our comfort zone and then we all have a certain amount of capacity to uh, like stay out of our comfort zone and make it our new comfort zone so if you've got a very low bandwidth for and you've got a very small circle of your comfort zone it's harder for you to get out of that and do something new but if you do you do manage to do something new that was uncomfortable that's your new comfort zone and you'll do really well at it so it's about it's not being you you, you will not get anywhere if you're never uncomfortable with it you just won't like a little scary like you've just got to know if something feels a little scary that's the thing you should be doing you're on the right track that's another thing the universe gives us it doesn't feel good to be scared but if you can say to yourself wow okay i'm this makes me really uncomfortable to have to do this all right thank you because what the universe is saying is that's the thing you need to do and that will move you into a new energy and that will expand your ability to create something new so once again a lot of discipline is involved in this a lot of mental discipline in basically talking yourself out of being scared you know that saying feel the fear and do it anyway what that kind of means is look i'll i'll give you an example i mean i did it and i was i hate before this i hated asking men for gigs i hated having to go somewhere and say i'm the band i'm the singer i'm want you to hire me i want you to hire my band i made the drummer my partner do it right but when i learned that this certain person was in alignment with me i wrote him an email that i would never have written anybody else ever and i've never have and it felt scary but i did it because i thought well if he's in alignment and it worked it worked ended up doing a huge run there hugely successful the whole thing just fell into place because i did one thing that i was scared of just recently i have a partner a movie the one producer that i know who's a friend of mine but i haven't spoken to him in a really long time and i had to get up the courage to say to him steven i would like you to write a letter of recommendation to this agent i need a writing agent uh, for my movies that was hard for me now that's not hard is it that's not hard to send a text and say i want you to do this for me that's not hard but it was really uncomfortable me for me to do it and then he said yeah okay and it was like oh great now he could have said no i can't do that it would be wouldn't be right or whatever but it's like well how are you going to know unless you try so you're going to have to go through some discomfort to get something new and the more some people have a really large capacity for being uncomfortable and other people don't so 
uh, the people that don't have a large capacity for feeling uncomfortable, they have to do baby steps, right? And then the more brave people can take big leaps. So you just kind of try to ascertain how much uncomfortableness can you handle <laughs> to, to get something new? Because that's what it is. It's always uncomfortable. Yes. And, and, and the, if the world is saying, you, saying to you that you cannot do this thing, or this thing is not made for you, then take it as a challenge and obviously give it a try. Like, uh, yeah. I would say, if, um, to breaking through the fear of unfamiliar, like when it comes to underestimating your abilities, I would say that be your best friend rather than, than your harshest critic. You are capable of so much more than you may think. Your inner critic may not share this view, but if you continue to listen, like to believe, every, like to believe in what your inner critic is saying, then oh, yeah. nothing will change. Okay, that's your ego. That's all that is. Okay, so if people understand, it's called the resistance, and it comes up with all artists all the time, where your ego has this little voice in your ear. I'm not good enough. Let's do this instead. Oh, I'll just do this before I go back to writing. Oh, maybe I'll just do a little online shopping and then I'll go back. You know, your ego, okay, here's <clears throat> here's the difference. Your ego wants to keep you as small and as safe as possible until you die. And your soul wants you to expand as much as possible until you go to the next place. That is the human condition, and that is the fight we are all in. Our egos against our souls our egos serve the function of keeping us safe. But unfortunately, in this world where we're not physically as unsafe as we used to be, it's getting in the way of our expansion. So every time the voice says, you're not good enough, or you start something and then you think, oh, forget it. That's your ego saying, this is too scary for me. we got to go back. Now, the way you make your ego work for you is by knowing it's doing that. So say you try, you're going to go on a walk every day, just a lovely walk. And for the first three days, it's fantastic. And you're doing it and it's great. You feel healthy. And then the fourth day, it's like, no, oh, I don't feel like it. Now, if you give into that, that's your ego saying, you're doing too many new things. I don't want you to do this. I don't know if it's safe out there where you're walking. So it'll try to stop you. And that feeling is, oh, I can't be bothered. That's really your ego trying to keep you safe. If you can counteract your ego and keep going for that walk in about a week, your ego is going to say to you every day, come on, let's get up and walk. Go. This is great because it's safe. It knows it's safe. When you can, when you can stop your ego from stopping you, your ego gets in to help you. It's crazy. We're like, we're built so amazingly. <laughs> we, we are amazing creatures, human beings. Yes. Amazing. And we have so much power in us. But we have this little ego that wants us to stay small and safe. And then we have a soul that is begging for us to expand and expand and expand. So, that, as I said, human condition. And if we can learn to tell our ego to go to bed, leave me alone and go to bed. You'll, you'll be able to counteract your ego and move into great things. You'll, you will accomplish things if you can control your ego. And this ego is the enemy of us. Like, 
because it keeps you out of touch with reality like your ego is what prevents you from hearing critical but necessary feedback from others ego makes you overestimate or like your own abilities and also underestimate the effort and skill required to achieve your goals all of this means that you lose touch with reality and you miss opportunities to improve to connect with others and to achieve your goals yeah yeah it look as i said the ego really just needs to keep us safe that's its job but it's confused about what safety is because for since man got consciousness he, their physical body has been in danger from other people and animals and things but we live in the safest time there almost ever that human beings have lived which is why we now have to learn to tell our egos that it's okay we're safe and we are going to do this you see so it's it's the ego has a job it is it but it just is confused now because the job isn't the same and now it's trying to stop us expanding when it's completely safe to do so so it's just about knowing when you feel that resistance that that's ego it's being able to recognize these things and i I don't know how much longer it's going to take for this to become common knowledge because it needs to be common knowledge because it's how we're built and we're lucky that there are certain people that see you know ha- that have this information can teach this information to others so that people like me can tell other people that you know and pretty soon within a generation I mean it should be much more common knowledge how a human being is built and how we're built to create things and It'll be an interesting thing to see. <laughs> so true. And like what I would like to say to my audience is that imagine how fulfilling our relationships would be with others if we can truly manage our own ego. This is what we are striving for. I urge you to take these lessons to heart and apply the principles in your daily lives. I know I will. So Connie, moving on. Yes. Uh, you have such a lovely voice. Like, guys, you will not believe that she uses her voice in such a way as to reveal and tease out even the most subtle of nuances that define these beautiful songs. If you don't mind, can you sing a few lines for us, please? You want me to sing? <laughs> I thought you were going to say I didn't warm up. I'm not warmed up. Um, let's see. Uh... Okay, here's a this song is isn't even out yet. It's on the new it well, it's on the album, but it's not on Spotify yet. Um oh. so we are the first one to listen. <laughs> I guess so, unless you, you can go to band camp and listen. I saw you dancing in the street above the clouds in your own mind. I saw your spirit fly on dusty feet. So that's called Free. And that song is about your idea of freedom. What is your idea? Like your voice is so melodious. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, go follow me on Spotify then. I have lots and lots of songs on Spotify. Or all the streaming. If what does what does your country? What is your main streaming thing? Um, I'm sorry, I didn't got you. Do, um, streaming. You know how they've got Spotify and 
Deezer and all sorts of streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah. So in our country, also Spotify is there. You got Spotify, yeah. yeah. So follow me on Spotify. I need some new fo- I need some more followers. There's lots of songs on on um, Spotify under my name, and both original and some jazz standards. And I put up a new song about every month. So there's I don't know. There's about fifteen up there now um, at this point. Um, or you can go to Bandcamp and listen to the albums. There's four and a half albums up on Bandcamp. And if you buy, um, if you purchase The Perfect Tier, which is the album that goes with the songs, and you email me, I send you all the backing tracks so that you can sing the songs as well. Yeah, guys. So please follow Connie on all possible platforms and please follow her on Spotify. She is an amazing singer. That's just a wow. No words to say. So, Connie. How was your experience today being on the show, Make a Change? Let's drive to more unashamed conversations. Oh, well, you're fabulous. I mean, this is a wonderful thing you're doing. Um, and it's just great to talk about this stuff because it needs to be talked about, doesn't it? Yeah, because these are the issues which we are ashamed to talk about. And in our daily lives, we tend to ignore because we do not think that these are important to talk about. These are important to share like the views on it but these are the issues which create problem afterwards that's right and so you're doing a great service bringing this to the forefront and it's wonderful to share with other women and men too men need to stop being scared of women (laughs) (laughs) so true like we are not the monsters or the aliens came from the other planets (laughs) no we're not we all come from different we all come from different planets and we've come here to experience what it's like to be in these dense bodies and still create stuff. So that's why we're here to create. And if you're not creating, you're not doing your job that you signed up for to come here. So, and you're creating, you're creating this lovely podcast, you know, that's part of it. And it's creating a pie. It's creating a rose. It's growing vegetables painting a picture, writing a poem. It's anything that comes from you is a creation. Yeah, so let your thoughts out and share out with the world because these things are important. So, Connie, is there any message or anything which you would like to give to our audience? I think the quickest way you gather your energy back is to get out of obligation. And that's a scary thing to do because you think you're going to disappoint people. But guess what? If you feel obligated, so do they. So you're releasing two people from obligation. It's a wonderful thing. Take back your energy. Take back your time. Just say, no, I'm sorry. That doesn't work for me. That's that's the quickest and the easiest way to start moving big amounts of energy. And sing. Yeah. <laughs> Singing helps. You have to learn to say no. You have to learn to say no. Yeah. You just present your voice. Just know that doesn't work for me. It's not, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna keel over. You know what I mean? If you don't go to your mother-in-law's for dinner, you know, that's less work for her. She actually will be secretly pleased. That's what nobody understands. That when you step out of obligation, you've released someone else as well. So you're giving them a gift. Yes. 
So thank you so much, Connie, for being with us today. It was really an insightful conversation. Thank you so much for having me. And <laughs> hello to all your lovely followers. It was, a, it was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. At last, I would like to say that women are not vulnerable victims, but committed change makers cap capable of powering economies and driving progress. We simply cannot afford to continue underestimating women's power. As we like to say, women deliver and so much more than babies. It is urgent that we in time deliver for them. So it is time to be brave and take action in spite of your fear and uncertainty. It is only through putting yourself out there that your courage will grow. So guys, that's a wrap up. Hope you enjoyed the show. Do follow Connie Lansberg on all possible social media platforms, read her mind-blowing novels, and refresh yourself by listening to her music. And don't you dare, forget me, your loving host who provides you with all these energizing content. Follow me on Instagram, read my latest blogs, and follow the show, man. All the, all the links are in the description. Till then, just ask yourself three main questions. In what areas of your work have you underestimated your skills and abilities? What has it cost you? And where you are currently holding yourself back by believe, believing you need to know more, have more experience, be better than you are today. Comment down your thoughts, mail me, or you can also send me voice messages. See you in the next episode. Till then, stay tuned.